Hi, I'm Courtney San Miguel, back with you to talk about hope. Um, I talked to you in session one about rejoicing in suffering, and I'm so very thankful that I get to also share with you about hope today. Thank you, Lord, that we cannot discuss suffering without discussing hope. Lord, through all the goodness that you have shown us through these sessions, would you restore our hope today in you? Lord, encourage us through your love. I'm going to review Romans 5, 1 through 5, and we will be wrapping up the Better Together sessions with this session for Hope Does Not Disappoint. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We're going to focus on that last verse. Verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I'd like to read you that from the Amplified Version. Um, Basically, in the Amplified Version, they take what different translations could be from this being Greek to English. And um, so it just has a few more words for us to choose from, and I would like to read from there. The Amplified Version says, Such hope in God's promises, oh, his promises of joy and endurance and character, never disappoints us. Because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. We have hope in Christ that he will use suffering for our good. To increase our joy, to increase our endurance, to increase our character, and thus to increase our hope. Sometimes, if we're honest, it feels foolish to put our hope in God especially when things are going a way that we think it should not. But Paul is reminding us that it is not foolish and it will not disappoint us. If you put your hope in Christ, it will never disappoint because he loved you first. 1 John 4.19 says we love because he first loved us. Romans 5, 6 says, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the verse immediately following our passage here. That while you were at your worst, Christ died proposed to you there's an episode of the big bang theory where the female um, penny 
gets kind of sucked into a video game. And the guys from across the hall find her in her apartment in a dirty old sweatshirt with food stains all over it and her hair up in a greasy mess. And their response is like, oh, oh, I didn't know what was going on. That is the moment when Christ looks at you and says, will you be mine? At the very worst place in your life, if you look at the worst thing you have ever done, Christ says, will you be my bride? And he died for it and for anything else to come. If you ever did anything worse, it's already given to him. So if you put your hope in Christ, it will never disappoint because he loved you first. But if you put your hope in Christ, it will never disappoint also because he is faithful. He loved you first, but he's faithful. Nothing can separate us. Romans 8, just a few pages over, 831 to 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he also not with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it's written? For your sake we're being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. He's faithful and absolutely nothing can separate us. He is faithful even when we are faithless. He commits himself to us. We flippantly commit ourselves to him and then sometimes do whatever we want. And you know what? He remains faithful to us, even in those times. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Faithful is who he is. That's not changing. He will be faithful to us. Therefore, knowing that, He is faithful no matter what we do. There's no need for us to waver on how we feel about him. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. Hold fast to your hope without wavering. Because he who promised all of these things that we've talked about in all the Better Together sessions, he who promised is faithful. You can hold on to that hope even when it seems foolish without wavering. You can hold on without wavering because he who promised is faithful.
not because of your works, because of him. If you put your hope in Christ, it will never disappoint because he is never failing. Nothing can thwart his plans. Emphasis on his plans, not our plans. Job proclaims it in Job 42.2. I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Now, if you ever want to take the time to read the chapters leading up to that, I believe it starts in chapter 40. God starts reminding Job who God is. And Job's response to that is, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. The Lord himself says it in Isaiah 14, 24, and then again in 27. The Lord of hosts has sworn, as I have planned, so shall it be. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. In verse 27, for the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who will annul it? Who can see enough to him? He is over all things. He is never failing. His plans cannot be thwarted, and what he starts, he finishes. Numbers 23.19 says, God is not man, that he should lie, or a son of man, that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? He does what he says he's going to do. He doesn't change his mind. He's not lying. If he says he's going to do it, he will do it. What he starts, he finishes, also is supported in Philippians 1.6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Which means we could fail. We could be running in the right direction and fall down over and over and over and over again. But it's not us who brings it to completion. He who began the good work, he brings it to completion. What he starts, he finishes. Even if nothing changes, even if... Your whole life you live holding on to this hope and it never comes to fruition. Your hope in Christ does not disappoint because of the grace that Jesus lavishes on us, which will be revealed when he returns. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Preparing your minds for action. Don't passively wait for things to change. Don't just sit there and say, well, I'm hoping that things are going to change, so I'm just going to sit here until they do. No, prepare yourself for action. Being sober-minded, be vigilant, be ready, expect it. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you. Get ready 
He's moving, whether you're seeing it or not. And it will be revealed, whether we see it now or we see it on the day that Jesus returns. Thank you for listening to the Better Together podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged. I hope that the Lord has used this to help bring some healing, maybe to some broken places that need mending. But more than all, I hope that you are inspired to continue seeking the Lord, even when it was a difficult time to do so. And again, even if your situation is a light and momentary trouble, it's just a bad morning that you feel free to go to the Lord even with those things. All the way to the really deep, difficult things that you can't change anything about. That was the purpose of this conference. And um, we are continuing to pray that he continues to work out his will in your life and in our lives as we continue to seek him in suffering, in joy, in endurance and character, and as we put our hope in him. Thanks for listening.